everyone. This is Brett from Comeuppance Reviews, and it's our 50th episode. I can't believe it. <laughs> and that's Ty. Hey, it's me, the Ty guy. <laughs> and also, we have a very special guest and a regular, Matt, director video connoisseur. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for having me, especially this a special episode like this. This is fantastic. I'm, I'm honored to be a part oh. of this one. I'm happy you're back on. You know, it's the 50th episode. I'm very excited. <laughs> oh, yeah, we have a parade of special guests, uh, including Dolph Lundgren. And maybe there'll be more special yeah, celebrity more. surprises yes. as we go on. Yes, they, they might be. Wow. <laughs> We've already got a, a Wilson. Is it Owen or Luke? I no, well, no, Owen sounds like that. I think Luke just sounds like, well, Luke, I guess. Oh, okay. I, just, I can never remember, that's all. Oh, okay. Um, so I, what better way to celebrate the 50th anniversary uh, <laughs> spectacular than to <laughs> do a much – because we've been here for 50 years. 50 um, years, not 50 episodes. 50 freaking years. I know. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. Before, before VHS, you were doing this for like uh, – Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, I, I'm thinking like when I say 50 years, I'm thinking like the, the, the 50s or 60s, realizing like, no, this would be like the 70s actually. It's not, I know. It's kind of sad. Yeah. Why? Well, it's kind of like the definition of the word oldies, you know, on the radio. You think, oh, you know, oldies would be, which I think is kind of a stupid term anyway. It's like, oh, this song's old. What should we call it? Oh, an oldie. It's <laughs> like, okay. But, you know, I remember saying as a kid, hey, are these always going to be oldies? Or as time goes on, will newer songs become quote unquote oldies? And that is what's happened. Like there are songs from the 80s, amazingly, that are on so-called oldies stations. So. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, that's right. You don't think about that until it's uh, too late. Was there a term that was like maybe born out of the 70s with shows like Happy Days that like they just sort of, I mean, because it, it feels like it's like a term that, that happened from some time that like it doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, doesn't it feel like it was like a concept um, that. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. And I think it's been noted that, you know, people always have a 20 year nostalgia lag. So in other words, in the 70s, you know, when Happy Days was big, the 50s was what people were nostalgic for. And then in the 90s, people were very nostalgic for the 70s. You know, people are talking about the Brady Bunch and disco and such. So there's always like a 20 year gap as far so the, as so yeah. the 2010s were missing the 90s. Well, if you notice, people so. of your age and younger do have something that I never thought would be possible, which is 90s nostalgia. Um, <laughs> even though we do kind of traffic in that a little bit on this podcast because we yeah. talk about how video stores were around in the 90s. But um, yeah. yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, but we, anyway, we traffic in it yeah. in like oh. a different way, don't we? We traffic in it almost like as like. Huh, this is like the kind of stuff that we were doing when we like it's 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 not like kind of like the same as like yeah when you think of like eighties nostalgia where it's like oh I was you know as a kid and, and this stuff we we think of like nineties stuff like yeah it's almost like a very different almost like a how do I want to say it um like a not not a jaundiced eye but it's almost like a um like all oh, these funny things that happened and then it's almost like oh it was nice actually when we had some of these things as opposed to now yeah I mean to me it's almost like the nineties haven't warranted that level of nostalgia it's like you have to pay your dues you know someone <laughs> like the 90s hasn't paid its dues it's like you're nostalgic for that already i mean it, it, well, i feel like maybe... boy and yeah. not bracelets and napster you know yeah <laughs> it wasn't that great it's nothing compared okay. to the 80s in my own personal opinion yeah. well but, no, lars, yeah. yeah lars Ulrich destroyed napster he um, sure did yeah, well, but what better way to uh, – uh, sorry, uh, Matt, what were you saying? I remember he got booed at the MTV Music Awards. <laughs> <laughs> well, those are from these youngsters that love their Napster. Right. 
It's like, yeah, just imagine wanting to be being paid for what you do. You <laughs> no. greedy bastard. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> see, it's more, it's not so much what he did. It's more the way he did it. I think turned people off. Yeah. He had a suit on. It's like you should be drumming, you know, with your T-shirt on, not in a suit. Yeah. Or shirtless. Um, oh, yeah, sure. yeah, sure, shirtless. You know, you're here. You know, it's like yeah. you hear that. And <laughs> James Hetfield, the making an appearance. I believe that's our third celebrity. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and so, you know, what better way to celebrate the 50th uh, podcast than to do a uh, no subject episode, which yeah. the past two have gotten a lot of um, positive notices and people seem to like them. So we'll just yeah, l- let loose for the 50th. Sure. So I'm going to just jump right into it. Okay. You know, the last time we talked about Volvo well, with no subject, we had a Roger Lodge and you know, Rob Lowe action movie. Yes. Now I remember. we have the Joey Greco cop movie from Cheaters. Okay. I like where this is going. Yeah. Cheaters justice. <laughs> well, I, I, you probably figured I would mention this, but there yes. was the time when Joey Greco got stabbed. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like an angry, I don't know if it was a cheater or a cheaty, but I think the cheaty stabbed Mr. Greco. Yeah. I think it was his first episode. His first. <laughs> so like he's taking over from this other guy named Tony Grant, who I think his real name was Tony Habib. Um, was like kind of like the original, like, producer and host and i guess greco was like his first time on the show and and he gets it's it's, i i this is a horrible thing to say i don't know if you've ever seen it before but um like when when he actually is stabbed it's like so i i can't even believe i'm saying this it's hilarious like the way (laughs) it's like like when you watch 90210 and donna martin gets thrown on the stairs and you're just like you know, like it's supposed to be the serious depiction of of domestic violence, but it's hilarious seeing her. I mean, this is even worse because he actually was stabbed, and it's like, but he's just kind of he looks like he has like a bad case of indigestion or something. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I ate. I don't. I don't know. Oh, you know, you're gonna be all right, Joey. I, 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 I Joey, you okay? I mean, that's the thing. I guess if you're kind of like doubled over, like your spine's kind of like doubled over and you have this kind of pained look on your face. Yeah, it could be mistaken for eating some bad clams or something. (laughs) Well, didn't Jeremy Piffin have some bad sushi or had had mercury poisoning? I think he said he was eating too much sushi. I think that was it. He said like he had sushi like every day for like the past two weeks or something. (laughs) I guess it caught up with him. Oh, okay. Um, I don't believe that. Well, he was trying to get out of some play. I think the demands of this play he was in were too demanding, and that was his way out. That's what people say, allegedly. I think that was, yeah, yes, allegedly. (laughs) So the Joey Greco cop movie would start with him being stabbed because then he gets eventually gets justice. Like, oh, my life's a tailspin. And then. Yeah, it's a good idea because you see these movies all the time where maybe this sort of flashback thing happens at the beginning and it's in like black and white grainy film. Exactly. That's what what happened. Um, so, and then it goes to the present where it's in a nice clear color. And then you see, obviously you'd have to put on some sort of revenge outfit. Yes. He wakes up in a sweat. It's like, oh, I just, what am I going to do? My life's in shambles. And then he figures out what, Tony? And then. (laughs) No, no, um, what's, um, who's the guy that. Well, uh, Gomez. Well, Gomez. Are we good to go, Gomez? Yeah. Okay. Are we good to Gomez? <laughs> um, Gomez is in this. <laughs> no, I feel like yeah, it's not, yeah. He wakes up in bed. He's kind of groaning, but it's not as yeah. bad as before. And he lifts up yeah. his shirt, and there's like a bandage. Yes. And he's reminded of his you know past uh, trauma. So he picks up the phone, or he would probably because it's a movie. He goes to meet Gomez at like a yeah. diner in L.A. or something. Yeah. Like, and they kind of this. yeah, exactly. So I would. That sounds like a good one. I mean, 
Matt, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, one thing I like the idea of, too, is, like, when he busts the baddie, like, mm. he shows the video of, like, you know, from <laughs> Gomez, right? So Because remember how he'd always yes. confront them and he'd be like, you know, what is this? What do you, ta- what, what, what do you have to say? Maybe even, like, he has, <laughs> maybe the, even, like, the victim is there and he's like, you know, what do you have to say to this person? You broke into their house and stole all their stuff, you know? Like, like how do you think they felt losing, you know, having all their valuables stolen? You know, oh, I don't know, I don't know, you know, they're, like, they're, like, showing <laughs> the video. Stolen's in the movie? <laughs> I guess, uh, yeah, I guess like any criminal that, that is at a loss for words devolves into a Stallone impression. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you have to see for yourself? <laughs> that would be an amazing twist, though. That Stallone be in this Jerry Greco cop movie. It's like, <laughs> but see, it Stallone's a, getting older. Maybe he could be like the chief. Yeah, like a police chief. <laughs> well, what I well, said was you have to. <laughs> you're badging thank you for translating. Yeah, yeah, you're badging. Yeah. So, but that's just the amazing thing about cheaters, though. It's he always asks the cheat if they want to go through with the investigation, and they always say yes. They've never said no. Like he's like, "Do you want us to do this?" I'm like, "Yeah, do it." And like no one ever says no. And then once they film the cheater in action, they say, do you want to see the footage? And they always go, yeah, I want to see it. And then they always agree. They never say no. And then he says, do you want to confront them? And they always say yes. So <laughs> even though they ask the question to the person in every single episode, they say yes to all three questions. <laughs> yeah, and it's always this funny coincidence that you know he just gets off the phone with Gomez and they're there, they're they're yeah. at this, like they're at the gastropub right now. <laughs> yeah, it's always a gastropub. Yeah, yeah. it's always like something like that, isn't it? Like these like these nice areas. Of, I guess it was Dallas, right? That's where. Yeah, it was like yeah, Texas. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not a Seven Eleven. It's like an eight nineteen. It's like something you haven't really heard of. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that's always amazing about cheaters, it, even after their investigation, it they always find that the person was cheating. <laughs> you know, like the whole idea is that maybe they're not, but they always are. Isn't that amazing? You got a little thing. Oh, go ahead, Matt. Well, I was going to say, there was one aftermath one where the, the, the person refuted the fact that it was cheating. Um, <laughs> they essentially made it sound like the guy, and this could have been the case that the guy was actually stalking the woman, that, like the, the relationship had been done for however long. So like she was just carrying on a, a, a normal relationship post breaking up with this guy, which I never considered the fact that you could use cheaters if you were a stalker. Um, you know, you could manipulate cheaters into to doing your bidding for you. Ooh, good idea. Yeah, that's true. You'd have to be pretty diabolical to even think of that, but you could. That could be the plot twist, right? That could be the twist in, mm. in, in Greco's. Like, he deter... He, like, you know how there's, like... What is there, like, these rules about movies where there's, like, some kind of five-act system or something where you're supposed to... Well, I mean, some movies, not all movies have that, I think, but a lot do. But, yeah, well, if, you know, if you see a gun in the first act it's it has to show up in the third or fifth act which i believe is from brecht or maybe um chekhov but that, that's a rule that goes back way a long time so i think you're, you're referring to something like that like these sort of dramatic rules yeah because well, isn't there like an arc like hero does has, has something bad happen to them they start to develop and then they fall or something and maybe that's where the fall it's almost like with those marvel movies right where like you you lose to the baddie at the first time and then you kind of build up and and then like there's this moment where like everything's going wrong right and, it, and nothing's going to work out and are, are the heroes going to pull it together and actually beat the baddie and we don't know and then of course we yes we know that they do eventually but maybe yeah. that's like greco where he gets used and yeah he, used he, and abused right exactly and maybe he's maybe it, it is gomez maybe
maybe has to, Gomez has to come to his bedroom and like roust him out of bed and you know be like you know maybe Greco like I could see Greco with like instead of five o'clock shadow maybe like a seven thirty or eight o'clock shadow <laughs> you know and, and, and like kind of like the metro the, I remember like the joke somebody had made um, one of the the cheaties that was caught or one of the cheaters that was caught. Um, made fun of him by calling him a metrosexual and maybe like, <laughs> like, kind of like a throwback to the early 2000s like all of this sort of metrosexual paraphernalia like scattered around the room you know like facial creams and maybe the Dolph Lundgren facial cream could be <laughs> here and there. Um, well, <laughs> you have to realize as far as the contrast is that Gomez is no metrosexual. Gomez is kind of like a street guy. You know, he's yeah. very street wise. Yeah. So if there's any, any danger smart. of metrosexuality, uh, Gomez would kind of provide the yang to that yin. So I think that should be a good one. I mean, I don't want to keep talking about this, but I do like one thing when they have when they cut to the commercial, like next up, the confrontation. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, and also, but there's one more thing I want to say, which go is ahead, go ahead. Um, whoever made that comment about the metrosexual was actually kind of ahead of their time without knowing it, because the next host was Clark Gable or Clark Gable, the third, who was a bit of a metrosexual. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he had like the ink all over his arms. Um, yeah. Yeah, and so he'd be like, and he was also kind of buff too. Like he'd be holding the the um the 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 because ta- they used tablets at that point. By the time he was there, um, they're using tablets, and so he'd be like buff and holding them. Be like, what do you think of this? Like, what do you want to do? Like, you want to go? You know, as opposed to <laughs> he was very bro. Yeah, he was very good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was a cheap bro. bro. Yeah, Clark Gable. Bro. <laughs> but I do think it's funny how his name was Clark Gable. Yeah, and he would say. Like to people, yeah, I'm Clark Gable from Cheaters, and no one. I think one person said, "What?" <laughs> that was like the reaction. <laughs> like, like if someone came up to you and said their name was Clark Gable, like wouldn't you like have some sort of reaction to that? Like what? <laughs> yeah, that could okay. be a whole other thing. You could just like, <laughs> you, where people just have celebrity names. So it's like, <laughs> it's like, oh, hi, I'm. <laughs> I can't even say it. Oh, I'm Brad Pitt. Like what? It's, it's like, well, there's Tom Cruise, the the guy, the hover around guy. Yeah, not that Tom Cruise, as he always says. And there's Mark L. Wahlberg. That's I was pretty gonna close. say that was the name that popped into my head. Was yeah. <laughs> who? What does he do? Um, Antique Roadshow now. Antique Roadshow. He used to do that show with the Russian Roulette. Remember when he <laughs> fell through the hole? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Where'd they go? They never came back. <laughs> well, it just shows that there's room in all of our lives for two Mark Wahlbergs. <laughs> Finally. Well, kind of like there's two Dr. Dre's, you know, there's oh, that's true. <laughs> Dr. Dre from Dr. Dre and Ed Lover and the NWA one. So there's obviously there's room enough for two Dr. Dre's in most people's lives. I think we could handle two Mark Wahlberg's. Right? OK, I'm happy we can. Yeah. It's like, Interesting, though, you mentioned that feel it. the movie that, that Dr. Dre does with Kurt Loder, there really was only room for one Kurt Loder. <laughs> and he loaded no spoilers, though. No spoilers. But I did watch Who's the Man not that long ago. And um, it's fun, right? Yeah, it's fun. It's it's a lot of fun, especially if you watched Yo MTV Raps. I mean, because it's kind of like almost like the Yo MTV Raps movie, if you could say such a thing. It was um, very well done. And plus, Kurt Loder had a gun, so it's like. <laughs> and there is a screenshot if you go online. Yeah, I have it. I sent I sent it to Matt uh, a few months ago. <laughs> yes, that was one of the most amazing things. I think it's one of the most amazing things in in cinematic history. <laughs> Kurt Loder. Couldn't I mean, agree more. We talk about age kind of things. I think he just turned like seventy or seventy I can't something. Believe that. Yeah. Well, you know, he was the elder statesman of MTV back then. He's probably like 40, you know. 
Yeah, yeah I never considered that. And yeah, he was. Remember, remember, he was on Donahue one time, and Madonna <laughs> called in because that was like how the thing like on Donahue people could call in and talk to people on Donahue, and he was like, <laughs> he was there like Madonna called, and and he's like, oh, it's Madonna calling me, you know, and, 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 like all that seems so normal. Now it's like, yeah, the idea of like Donahue and. Kurt Loder on Donahue, Madonna calling. It's just, it's a completely it's, novel. I, I know, are. it's crazy to hear that. I, maybe I that's know. online. I'll, I'll have to look that up. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if Kurt Loder had a gun, maybe Tabitha Soren could have a sword. <laughs> the sword of Soren. That sounds yeah, like exactly. It sounds like a PlayStation game or something. <laughs> she could voice the character. Well, now yeah. we have another idea. So, it would be like a okay. Kill Bill kind of thing. Oh, okay. I think it was like some sort of, you said it was like a video game. Well, no, I said that kind of sounds like a video game, but it could be a movie. So, yeah, it would be like a movie. Sword and Sandal, you know, it would be the sword, the sword of sword. Oh, so it would be like a um, like a peplum, like a, uh, you know, like those Italian movies uh, with Hercules. Is that what you were thinking? Yes, that that, that works. (laughs) And they can get all the other VJs to be part of it, too. Uh, Yeah, Adam Curry was one of my favorites. Adam Curry, Matt Pinfield. Yeah. Uh, John Norris was that John one? Norris, that'd be perfect. Yeah, maybe he was—he like was that. like your poor man's Kurt Loader. Oh, even, <laughs> no, I shouldn't say poor man's Kurt Loader. He was the guy that when they didn't have Kurt Loader, John Norris would come in. But he looked like Kurt Loader from far away. So. <laughs> no one looks like Kurt Loader from far away, except for that guy in that movie we watched. They were the baddie. U.S. Seals, yeah. Yeah, the US baddie. Lo- <laughs> the baddie looks like Kurt Loader. Yeah. I've been meaning to see that one. I've got to check. Now, yeah. Not to be confused with U.S. Seals too, right? Um. Yeah, 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 this is the first U.S. Seals. Okay. Um, if you do watch it, you'll probably like laugh a lot after the conversation because it'll be a little hard to maybe take the baddie seriously because like you look because, like her loader, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and he looked like her loader crossed with like someone else though. It wasn't. He's not pure loader. He's more like a mixture. Yeah. He's like seventy-five to eight, maybe eighty percent loader, but like has some percentage of some other people. But I just don't remember now who they are. Yeah, I, see, I see your review here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think we mentioned it in the review, so maybe you could find that. Um, you want to look at it now, or you want me to jump to the next thing? I yeah, think. maybe you can, Matt. You could look at that and see if yeah, that's no, no, I just, no, I just, I was curious to see if maybe I had seen you. Seen this before. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes you forget. Well, they're all very. Confusing. I know it is very generic. It doesn't ring a bell. Operation Delta Force. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not in the critic review, so I at least haven't reviewed it. I may have seen it, but I haven't reviewed oh, okay. it. <laughs> Usually, if I've seen it, I've reviewed it because it's one of those like gotta make lemonade out of lemons, like you know, right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Well, that's, that's um, all we had, you know, back in 2007, 2008. This old Netflix streaming, you know. Right. Exactly. But um, it is how you're able to see some interesting movies, like those David Heavener movies, and um, right, Angel. Is that how you saw Angel Blade, or? Um, I, don't remember how I saw Angel Blade. I really don't. Um, maybe it was old Netflix disc. So. Oh, maybe I could have sworn you saw uh, Heavener on the old streaming. Went back when they had more interesting stuff. I, you know, we they used to have like a whole record of it, but now they kind of scrubbed like six, seven years out of it. So. Uh, well, they only scrubbed. It, only, they only scrubbed yours. Yeah, okay. Not everyone else's. <laughs> like, why is this guy watching all this crud? Uh, yeah. Look, that's what, what Viper was on there. Viper or Bad Blood. You know, <laughs> that's how I first saw Viper. Yeah. It was, it was, like, uh, Viper. It was the early yes. days of, of Netflix streaming. Oh, it was a golden time. I mean, they, I mean, yes, a lot of that stuff can be found elsewhere, like probably on Amazon Prime and Hulu. But at that time, it was like, wow, this is like, this isn't just a mainstream pap, as we call it. They actually had some kind of, you know, 
lower budget and interesting yeah. fare. Yeah, I don't have that anymore. Too too fancy now. Yeah, next that's all fancy. <laughs> I'm gonna With go your... to the next. Okay, yeah, go to the next thing. Okay, so you know, Joe Greco got stabbed, and he's oh, right. But now we have the Tim Allen action movie because he was a drug dealer back in the day, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly, yes. You know, yeah. So. <laughs> oh uh, yes, allegedly. Uh-huh. So he it would be like something set in the 70s. It'd be like kind of like American Gangster or something. So right, and it, it could be like the story of Tim Allen's pre yeah. home improvement life or pre exactly. pre stand up comedy life, let's say. Yeah. But it still has action oriented material. So it's like, and he has the 70s mustache. And like longer hair. Longer right? hair. And he, he doesn't go, oh, because that was fun. <laughs> it's a stand-up act. Hey, it's amazing how far he was able to ride that. That's amazing. He makes three noises and you can have a, a, a hit career. Um Somebody was that, that with uh, Jim Brewer because uh, there was somebody saying like Jim because Jim Brewer's in the news recently because I, I don't know something about um, COVID or vaccinations but he was saying that um he uh th- there was somebody saying like yeah all he really had was like this goofy like just you know like gibberish routine that he did and it was like oh that's Jim Brewer and so yeah. <laughs> well I call him James Brewer now because he's <laughs> been for seriousness been for someone's beaten for seriousness yeah James Brewer it's like. <laughs> um. Do you think he just jumps on tables all day and acts drunk, or he's getting kind of old, right? <laughs> That's what I'm wondering. Cause, uh, like, it, it, yeah, it's interesting. A lot of these comedians kind of had this kind of – you get, like, the one thing. I mean, I remember John Panette was one of my favorite comedians. He always did the whole um, – the the browsing at the – or the, the Chinese buffet, right, which, of course right. – And is, he was in Simon Says and Double Team, right? Yes. Yeah. So he has he an action category. He was a cyber monk, Brett. Oh, oh, yeah. No, I remember. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Didn't he do like a, a Wookiee routine or something in Simon Says? I think I he did. Remember. Oh no, that was that was Dan Cook. I'm, I hate to Dan say Cook, that. Right, Dan Cook. Yeah. Dan Cook did that, and that Dennis Rodman was not happy. Right. Yes. Yeah. The Dan Cook character is fascinating because the, the, the term that he makes <laughs> not often said. Yeah. The, the term that he. I remember when he started to become popular. I was like. The Simon Says guy, like, like, <laughs> like that's what he was. Yeah. yeah, he's got like you know, like 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 well coiffed, like, like trendy hairdos and designer jeans, and like that's the Simon Says guy is doing all this stuff. Like, how does that even work? And um, but I guess because if, if nobody sees Simon Says, nobody connects those two. And exactly, just like, he even said that he's like, I'm just paying my dues in Hollywood, making Simon Says. <laughs> oh, so that's all it was to him. Just wow, how can he be so heartless? Maybe that movie means a lot to some of us. It means a lot to Dennis Rodman. It really does. And so, <laughs> Cybermunks callous. Yes, yeah. yeah, Cybermunks everywhere. Yeah, but that was a pretty, that's a pretty callous statement on behalf of Dane because <laughs> you know you know this, you know these movies mean something to people and they say oh I'm paying my dues that's all they are I mean that's that's a very rude thing to say. How rude! As I mean, even if you even if you believe that, like, why would you say that in an interview? You know, yeah. he's trying to be cool because it's 2006, and that's when he oh. was popular. Well, so, that, he probably think, figured he could do no wrong. I, I think the fact too that his character was kind of very doughy and unappealing, and <laughs> he was doughy. Like yeah. Complex about that, maybe that he even looked yeah. that way at one time. That he yeah. oh, that's true. Like this this romantic comedy lead that he was, you know, doing movies with like jessica simpson or whoever else that he was doing them with or you know that kind of thing i think you know this idea that he could be a leading man when you know because i mean that's one of the things about the action movies that we love is that there was a kind of hierarchy that when you were the dane cook character and simon <laughs> says there's an understanding that you are are sort of 
only allowed certain things in the world and that the the hero, the lantern jawed, you know, or in this case, the Dennis Rodman hero, he gets everything else, right? He gets right. to be the, the, you know, whereas like the Dane Cook guy is just there to be goofy and, you know, not really, you know, sharing the spoils of victory. He's just there to <laughs> kind of be, you know, dumped on. And I, I wonder if maybe Dane Cook had a complex about that when he finally got to be the lead that like he didn't want anybody to know that he was ever, you know, the, the was second to Den- second to Dennis Rodman. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, it was a crazy time for us all. And, uh, it's, it's um, funny how we got to that. I mean, we were talking about Tim Allen grunting, yeah. right? So, um, yeah, he was grunting and it's like, it, yeah, an American, was it American hustle? American yeah. gangster would be like. American gangster. Right. right. You know, oh, Denzel okay. Washington, it would be uh, Tim so, Allen. so Tim Allen would be like the Denzel character in that movie. Yes. Yes. That would. <laughs> Something like that. It would be like a very well directed by Ridley Scott type of yeah, movie. Be very yeah. well directed. Wouldn't it be like a like a junkie movie. It'd actually be like, oh, uh, T- Timothy Allen, really good in this. It's like, <laughs> like a jungle digital jungle. film that makes it look yeah. like it's from the seventies. Yes, every great. It's all gritty and has like the scratches, because yeah. he, he could use his true to life past. <laughs> to, to well, yeah, it would be a win-win, you know, a win-win for him because he could not only kind of come to terms with his past yeah. that he's probably been yes. trying to hide all these years. He could actually confront it, which people say is a good thing to do, and it could be a platform for an award-winning yeah. type of movie. So, yeah, he, you know, this is a no-brainer for Alan. And you know, because he already stole the title from the great action movie Last Man Standing for his TV show, so he needs to have redemption. Yeah. <laughs> That's true too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, yeah. I try to look that movie up. The the great the PM Entertainment great and the fact that yeah his movie is one of the top results is something that yeah I will always hold against him. Yeah, you have to hold against <laughs> as him. we all should. Yeah, because <laughs> we should all know better. I mean, come on. And it's not that. There's the Bruce Willis Last Man Standing. That's true. Where it's just a bunch of shooting. So <laughs> okay. a lot of shooting, and 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 there's the lesser known. Um, Franco Colombo and Vernon G. Wells movie called oh, Last Man Standing. Right, so there's like four Last Man Standing titles. Well, there's three we, just we've reviewed. You know, I we've reviewed the action ones. Yeah, we don't have to review the, comp- the Willis one. We oh, actually, review- you're right. We never reviewed that. No, no, yeah. just just the uh, the other two. Did you review the Willis one? Because it no, almost could no. be. No, I if he made that today, it'd be a lot of shemps. You know, Last <laughs> Shemp Standing. Yeah, well, it would definitely be direct to video. That's for sure. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You know, that's an interesting, like, like act, or, um, you know, that, that, that's kind of an interesting idea. Like, how many of Bruce Willis's movies that he made in like the late, you know, the kind of the post Die Hard era in the '90s? Like, how many of those, if he tried, if he made them today, would just be like these fake Shemp productions that are just yeah. like shot <laughs> that's his like, company, right? Or, <laughs> yeah, that's his fake Shemp production. Um, yeah, and probably a lot of them. I mean, I bet Striking Distance, Color of Night. I bet those, those would go all, DTV. Oh my goodness, for sure. Maybe can I pick some other ones? Uh, I can't think of my head, but those are good examples. Wasn't there one where his family was held hostage? And um, well, there's hostage. Well, there's hostage. Is that the one? Oh, that's right. It's not his family. Right? It's somebody else's family. It's Kevin that. Pollack's family. Right. Yeah, right. and that's a really good movie. Yeah, uh, that's that's way better than people might think it is. Yeah, I um, remember that one. But if it was made today, it would go straight to Shemp. So well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> forget it, it bypasses video altogether. Straight to Shemp. Well, as I was saying, the tie I did watch um, Midnight in the Switchgrass, which is a newer Willis title, 
And as I was saying to him, there's really no time for Shemps because even though he is front and center in the box art, he's not in it that much. So I think that's another thing they do. Like instead of, you know, bothering to get some Shemps, they just give him a smaller role, you know, so that, so they don't need to bother with the, with the action, with the, with the Shempitude. Is it like a thousand dollars a Shemp? I mean, (laughs) maybe a million dollars. How do they get the Shemps? I mean, (laughs) where do you apply for that job? Can anyone be a Shemp or do you have to somewhat look like Bruce Willis? You have to somewhat look like Bruce Willis from the back of the head and maybe sometimes in the front because he's not in these shots. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like there's got to be a large contingent of, I I mean, I don't want to say that Bruce Willis is doughy, but, you know, slightly (laughs) And he's not that tall either, is he? I mean, he's like my height or sure. I'm, I'm like five seven. Mm-hmm. I think he might be like my height. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe I mean, I, mean I, I could shave my head and and get fake shemp work. Yeah, but yeah. If he shoots a movie in, in your area, you could certainly apply. He could shoot. I think he's had shot movies in Philadelphia, right? Did he shoot he's that piece of crap? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's originally from this area. I think he, he's from South Jersey. Um, hmm. um, well, I mean, he says he's born in West Germany. That doesn't really help us at all. Yeah. But. Um, <laughs> But I think he was—he sure. he grew up in, in in South Jersey, so he's actually from this area. So yeah, this would be like yeah, it'd be like the perfect thing. Um, well, he shot that movie Reprisal. I think that was in Philadelphia or somewhere, maybe Louisiana. I'm not sure, but it was very. <laughs> oh, come on, that's a little okay. different, isn't it? Okay, a little different, but no, it was, it was Shemp Willis and and Fire Up the Grillo. <laughs> movie. Wow. It was not good. It was oh. extra Shemp. It's, it's a it's a Tubi one. It's a Tubi. Or, it's a, oh. Like it's available there, but yeah, yeah, I think also like doesn't all the M Night Shyamalan films are filmed here in uh, mm-hmm. in Philly because I think he's from the Philly area, so I think oh, okay. I think those are definitely filmed here. But um, I'm curious to know, yeah, for reprisal, if it, if if it was filmed here and I didn't get it, it's oh, it says Cincinnati, Cincinnati, oh, okay, uh, okay. I think that's where they also shot Marauders. The other, oh, okay. I, like I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's where they shot that. Um, Did you see Marauders, Matt? No, I haven't seen That's another Tubi one that's available. Yeah, it's, good. it's a good movie. I mean, yeah, it has its flaws, but it's worth seeing. Yeah. See it for Maloney, uh, just, just for Maloney. He's yeah, out, that's really what film. you're seeing it for. Um, Willis is Willis. Oh, sorry. I see the, a movie that I just uh, rewatched after a long time from Vinegar Syndrome. They released it is uh, Girl School Screamers. And that was shot at this mansion in Philadelphia. Um, I think it I could be wrong. I think it's called the Belvedere Mansion or something. Does that ring a bell? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I think the Belvedere is used. Well, I, I, don't know if the, the, I don't know if there's a building called the Belvedere that is used in um, in, in Ghostbusters. Hmm. So maybe it's um, the same one. It could be. I mean, it, there really are no or very few exterior shots in the movie. Almost the whole thing is shot in that building. I mean, there are there are some exteriors, but um, if that interests you at all, you might want to check that out because. Oh, the, uh, Bell, is it the Bellevue Hotel. Could that be? Uh, no, it's, it's not a hotel. Okay. Um, it, it's like someone's private residence, but they have all these like works of art in there. They're like an, they were a big art collector in real life. Oh, oh, um, the Barnes. Is it the Barnes? Uh, it could be. It could be. So there's a there's this Barnes Museum. Um, so so there's this it so it used to be this house that was out and I guess in like I I I'm I'm like there's probably people that grew up in Philadelphia that are listening to this that are like probably cringing at me um, getting some of this stuff wrong. But um, there's this guy Barnes that had like he bought up some really great like impressionist paintings and and you know ones that weren't like as big at the time um, in Europe. And then he he sort of 
used turned his house into like a museum. I think it was his house. They turned into the museum with the paintings. Um, but then they ended up moving it to a location closer to where the Philadelphia Art Museum is. So they're actually in the same location. Um, I've never been. I've never been to either of them. But I, I think that's the story behind it. So I wonder if that maybe that was where um, where it was filmed. Oh yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. It is called the Belvedere Mansion. Okay. That's what it's. That's what it is called. So if you look that up, it, I don't know if you live near it at all or if you would ever go there. But that is where they shot the movie. I always love hearing your Philadelphia landmarks. Because yeah. <laughs> um, um, I can right, go to so, the next thing. Yeah, go to the next um, one. All right, so picture. <laughs> we have the Delta Force. We got Chuck Norris and Lee Marvin. We have those, uh, you know, bazookas. <laughs> yes. But now switch them up with Audrey Hepburn and <laughs> Catherine Hepburn or Kathy. <laughs> Hepburn, as I recall her in this. So it would be like the Delta Force, but it would be Audrey and Kathy Hepburn. So, and, and, okay, so yeah. I, I see where you're going. It's a younger and an older action yeah, exactly. star, younger, much like the Delta yeah. Force. Maybe they could have flamethrowers and they could have yes. burn people. Yes, Hepburn. <laughs> so it would be like the same plot as the Delta Force, but I just have those two people with Captain Hepburn with her classic voice. It's like... I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it is a shame in her career that she never did action. I know. You know. The closest one was on Golden Pond. You know, it's like, and I don't think that's that close. <laughs> well, didn't she, well, we were joking about this in like five other podcasts about she would come up through the water, like, you know, <laughs> melting of action on the pond. With, 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 uh, didn't with Schwarzenegger do that in uh, something? Predator, right? Your predator, and then he went through the floor in a racer. Yeah, he did. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the, the idea of the merging what, what, was that. I guess maybe that was made popular in Apocalypse Now. Was that um, probably? Yeah. Yeah, with um, Martin Sheen. Oh, yeah, that's but, right. So yeah, but now we have Catherine or Audrey doing it. So it's both. Like, or we both. Or both do it. That's pr- right. that would be the poster. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're both coming. Yeah, would they're both coming out the water? Because we've seen one person come out of the water. How about two people? Oh, two people. And they have the camouflage eyes and yeah. get ready. There's gonna be a lot of awesome explosions. She, you know, Captain Hepburn jumps away from an explosion in slow motion. Yeah, the voice. Oh. And I don't, I don't know. I forget what Audrey sounds like, but um, you know, she's nice, but then she's tough. She, she's really good with a knife or something. Yeah, maybe she could affect the uh, the Cockney accent that she had in, in My Fair Lady to make her oh, like perfect. even rougher around the edges. Oh, that's great. That's great. Right, and then Catherine is sort of like her mentor, and she's yes. like telling her how to speak proper English while they kill people in the jungle. And then maybe as a comedic bit, you know, Audrey would make fun of her voice for a second. It's like I don't sound like that. <laughs> that's yeah, funny. The, yeah, yeah. In the beginning, Audrey would be like flicking a knife like at a dartboard or something. Right, because she's sort of like one of these tough chicks who like yeah. uh, is in like a reformatory and they have to get her out because exactly. she's the best. Yeah. Exactly. That's perfect. And then they go to a wacky, you know, country that has a bunch of drug dealers and stuff blows up. You know? <laughs> it sounds like a great movie to me. Yeah, it would just be the Delta Force. I can't think of a title, but I mean, you know, the Hepburn Force. Yeah, I mean, reboots are like so popular nowadays. Like, why not just call it Delta Force? You know, the Delta Force. Like, I mean, yeah, that's true. They made a new Point Break. You know, I mean, after oh, they I, already I made that doesn't exist. Right, exactly. I mean, they'd already made uh, they made a new RoboCop. It's like, well, oh, no. I don't, 
I, I forgot know. that existed too. I know. I probably just didn't mention these. I know they're probably bringing back bad memories, but but, well, but at least the, we know. Go ahead, no, go ahead. I was going to say, but at least it's okay to call it the Delta Force because you know if, if everybody else is rebooting things, this is our version of a reboot. Exactly. Right. The thing about the Point Break remake, like, they didn't even have the you know the I can't even speak. I'm so angry. They didn't even <laughs> have like the courtesy to play the rat song. Right. It's like oh, I know. They didn't even play the Nobody Rides for Free song. It, it's like, what, you think you're too cool now to play Rat and like you're probably playing like Billy Eilish or something? Right. <laughs> well, I'll go with Billy English because it looks like that's how it's spelled. I know, I oh. always think it's Billy English whenever I think I think she's yeah. English, right? So. Right. She should just uh, change it to Billy English, make it a little <laughs> Yeah, because how I read it is English. It's like, you're Billy English now. <laughs> but, but I always think that the the Point Break the, the original Point Break remake was Fast and Fur or the Fast and the Furious movie. Yeah, I mean, that, exactly. That was the remake. So why did they end up having? I guess they. I guess that's probably what it was. Is they thought, well, um, you know, the Fast and the Furious was such a great franchise. Why don't we remake Point Break and make a new franchise out of that? And it's like, you know, why? Like, you know, the and, and then the other thing too is you don't you you, you miss out too on some of the things that the, the little touches that Catherine Bigelow had in her original one, like you know, Anthony Kiedis. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was great. I mean, Vincent Clint as as a guy named Warchild that's completely unironic. You know, I mean, it's just you, you know, and then Patrick Swayze being like back off Warchild seriously. Like again, no irony at all no, when he's saying none. those lines. Yeah, and and Tom Sizemore putting beer in his cereal, which I did um, try once, and it was <laughs> disgusting. Go? Yeah, it was disgusting. Cool. Okay. I was so mad at myself for being that dumb. I was like, I <laughs> this. I'm watching Point Break. I was like, you know, I had my I was in my apartment by myself on a Saturday, like in the early 2000s, and I'm like. What Point breaks on, and I'm like, I got beer in the fridge. I've got Cheerios <laughs> in the cabinet. Let's put them together and see what happens. And it was the most disgusting thing ever. I <laughs> well, see, the problem is it's because it's like two grains. You know, you, you have beer and Cheerios. <laughs> what you want to do is like maybe try a different type of cereal, like a like a uh, frosted mini wheats. Maybe you're right there. Maybe I need <laughs> it's like a like cooking maybe. segment now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. If anybody at home has done this, this beer cereal combination maybe they know of a better tasting version but i think i did like a like a budweiser or something like that like your your standard american you know watered down lager type yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's your problem right there you know right. <laughs> i mean we have a name for your your cooking podcast cooking of connoisseur <laughs> exactly right. yeah. we could talk well yeah like i guess what are some of the other things right like the the, the doritos with mountain dew like, yeah <laughs> and you're easy to talk right exactly <laughs> Um, and yeah, and we could uh, we could have a guest segment of uh, best scissors to cut pizza with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be great. I, be like a, I tried to do that. It, was very, it didn't work out so well. I only Cobra could do it. Or Stallone, was it a cold? Was it cold? No, it was hot pizza. Oh, yeah, see, there's a problem. I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I just I had to try it. <laughs> you just couldn't wait till the next couldn't day. Couldn't wait till it gets cold. <laughs> Yeah, because I do believe in Cobra, it was some leftover pizza that had been there for God knows how long. Right, he only cut off a little piece of it because he knew the rest was probably crud. I still don't understand why he did that. It just, it just happened. <laughs> well, well, he needed a deep snack, and he, he cracked open a beer, right? He's watching TV. <laughs> well, and, I mean, because he's cool, I think is well, the real I'm, answer. The Miami Sound Machine song was playing. Working too hard, trying to stay a living. <laughs> right. So you're thinking, I'm Cobra. I'm I'm like the most awesome guy ever. I'm Marion yeah. Cobretti. I can do whatever I want. Here come the scissors on my pizza. You know. I wish that was my last name, Ty Cobretti. <laughs> ah, 
I'm changing it. I'm going to the I'm going to the office to change it. Like, <laughs> and you can claim you were related to Marion. You know, <laughs> you have an attitude problem, Cobra. You just little one. <laughs> Translated, just a little one. Just a little one. I was like, oh, show up here. <laughs> yeah, that's a classic. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that that could be that. That's I think that's what happens, right? If you change your last name to Cobretti, suddenly, like, yeah, everything you say is unintelligible, and so you have to. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, be careful what you wish for. You like uh, go to McDonald's or something, and you're like, <laughs> excuse me, sir? <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't help it. I'm a Cobretti. Cobretti oh, man. okay. You want fish filet, right? <laughs> no, I wanted to make McMuffin. McMuffin. <laughs> <laughs> Um, see, the problem is I couldn't do that because then my name would be Brett Cobretti, and then that's just oh, yeah. you can't have the word Brett in both your first and last name. It's a bit, it's a bit repetitive. So uh, you'd have to change your first name to Marion. That's yeah. <laughs> that's true. That just then I'd have the exact same name. Yeah. <laughs> um, I but uh, the next thing. Okay, what's what else we got? Because um, you know Matt and I thought of this, you know, like just like religious justice and you know Bosley and Sherman Helmsley. We have another one. And it's very interesting that we talked about this before this happened. It's going to be called Marky and Marky. Biz Marky and Marky Post. It's Ooh. a cop show. So, oh, we call I it like Biz. It. Yeah, Bizzard Marky. But, <laughs> <laughs> so we call it Marky and Marky. A so, biz for seriousness. Yeah, biz for seriousness. <laughs> so I'll read some of the episodes. Oh, okay. So this would be on like your CBS or uh, lineup. Kind of maybe right after Religious Justice. <laughs> or so, NCIS. Or NCIS, yeah. So Biz goes undercover as an art thief, and then Marky is worried about him. <laughs> Marky uh, was working in a post office. Or, no, Marky. Ah, <laughs> you had yeah. to go there. Yeah. Well, see, well, here's what happens. So Marky Post is worried about Biz. So she's in an office looking out her window, and then she she bangs on the desk in anger because she hasn't heard what's going on with Biz. Because that's like a serious moment in the episode. But and, what is going on with Biz? He's a he's an art thief. He goes oh. undercover art thief. Oh, 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 she just doesn't really know the stat his status because he's no, no, so, deep under. Yeah. so deep when under. They, when they go deep under and you don't hear from them, you know, it's yeah. it's hard. And then oh. and then somebody's coming in saying like, "Where's Biz? We got to pull him out of here," you know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then Marky says, "You just got to give him a little more time." <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. A little more time. He's, he's I know he's undercover, but he hasn't gone too far. It's like <laughs> so, now you have to trust Biz. He knows yeah, what he's yeah, doing. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. So here's an here's a sillier episode. So Marky and Biz they go undercover as mailmen, um, <laughs> and then Biz gets chased by a dog, and then <laughs> he gets chased and bit by a dog. But then Marky is petting it like nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> okay, is, is, was this a plot in that Mr. T show that you watched? Oh, TNT. Um, yeah. No, they, they ran out of episodes after uh, ideas after like season three. It was so terrible. It's like, I stopped my whole life to watch that last year. So it's like, <laughs> was it worth it? Yes. But it's all on Tubi. Um, so, yeah. Another idea is that Marky and Biz are food critics. Or they go undercover. As, I can't speak. Because there's so many so in every episode, they go undercover? Yeah, they go undercover. So here's, the, here's I'll read it correctly here. Uh, the food critics of L.A. are getting poisoned. So Marky and Marky become wacky chefs to see what's happening. Could it be the okay, cook? So they're chefs. They're, they're not chefs. food critics. They're, they're chefs. Food Very they're different. Dying, dying or, or po- food poisoning. Right. So Marky and Marky become wacky chefs to see what's happening. Could it be the cook or something more? So it's like. <laughs> so in one of the action scenes, 
uh, Beige tries to use the blender and it sprays all over him. <laughs> and well, I think you're going to say, you know, one of those metal like cake trays. He has to, he jumps while he's shooting his gun and like rolls onto the cake tray and is rolling <laughs> while oh, shooting. Like, that's good too. We didn't think of that one. Yeah. That's a good one. Because so I was thinking that. what what would be, because, you know, every episode has to probably has an action type scene. It does, yes. So, <laughs> Marky, he fights a bad guy, and then in the kitchen, and, and then he hit, he gets his hit in the head of a pan. So it's like, mm-hmm. see, this is, you know, that, that's so childish. What you, what you need to do is uh, look more serious. <laughs> well, I'm not sure how you envision this show. You know, well, it's like a, you know, a Cagney and Lacey kind of uh, type of show. So it'd be, um, I'm trying to think of a good example. Like, what, what the Cagney and Lacey has humor in it, right? Yeah, there's always mm, that I think so. thing too, like where like there's the guy who's kind of almost maybe like like Nash Bridges, right? Where like yeah. Peach Marin's <laughs> kind of like um comic relief to some extent, but yet he can still get the job done. Yes, I'm going right. to mention that in just a second because I've I've noticed something on Nash Bridges, but I'll, I'll come back to that. Okay, so, so I assume Biz would be the comic relief. Yeah, Biz is comic relief. Well, yeah, Marky's like the serious one, and Marky jokes that he's finally doing some good work in the kitchen. Uh, <laughs> and then she gets mad because that's sexist. Well, no, it, they they get along. It's like right. No, I get that they get along. Yeah. yeah. And then see, all the titles will have silly names. It'll be Chef Borar Biz. Um, Wouldn't Chef Biz RD be a bit better? <laughs> well, yeah, sure. That's good. That's good too. And the, or the the mail the post office one would be called Nothing to Write Home About. <laughs> and let me guess, there'd have to be an episode about a evil talk radio host called Dead Air. Yeah, Dead Air. That'll be on there too. Because <laughs> every show like that has to have an episode like that and called that. And Biz would be on the radio and so he would maybe sing his song, you know. Right, he could do some freestyle rapping, which yeah. beatboxing, which he was very good at. Um, or he could call you know you have these generic names for episodes, so it'd be instead of nothing to write home about, it would be called Mail Threat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, nothing to write home about is it's a much better name. Well, it's better. Well, but yeah, if you want to be generic about it. Oh, well, it's CBS, so yeah, they probably would. CBS. So. Um, and then the art heist episode would be called Art of the Biz. So oh, okay. Something would be it would have a biz or post in all the episode titles. That's what we talked about, Matt. Oh yeah, yeah. okay. Well, what do you think? Do you have any other ideas, Matt? Well, the, cra- Matt? the crazy thing about this is that when yeah. we—I don't know if that's crazy is the right adjective—but when Ty and I were first coming up with this idea, both Biz Markey and Markey Post were still with us. That's true. They were still alive. Yeah. And uh-huh. now they're gone. It, which is, yeah, it's amazing. In, in the amount of time between when we came with the idea and we're doing this episode, both of them have passed. I think it was mm. a few months. That's not weird. That is very weird. <clears throat> I, I just can't believe that. Once I heard Biz Marquis, like, oh, no, Marky and Marky. Then Marky Post died? No more Marky and Marky. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's something that should have happened in the 80s, like the late 80s, well, like 88, like, 89. 89 to like 93. Um, it's like... <laughs> Um, well, but see, yeah, the thing about Bismarcky though is he's very lovable. Like he's the thing. He's fun. he's very likable. Like if you watch any of his videos or listen to his music, like there's something very endearing about him. Like you can't hate him. I mean, he's he's just so likable. You know, he smiles about all the episodes. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> he does have a very winning smile. That is true. See that's the um, thing, and then he gets into trouble and just smiles. Like oh, I can't get stay mad at you, Biz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And also, and from what I remember, uh, I was reading an article, or as I you know, it was an interview with him, and I guess he's known for being a big collector. And um, I think someone asked him, like, 
about ColecoVision, I think it was. And oh. and they said like, oh, which ColecoVision games do you have? And his answer was all of them. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's such a cool answer. It's like, yeah, I got all of them. Yeah, and, you know. <laughs> uh, so I think he has a big collection of, I think, not just records and stuff, but I think video games and action figures and stuff like that. So, I, you know, as if you couldn't love him anymore. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And Marky Post is likable, too. That's what this would be a winner, winner of a show. And especially if you're following, if it's following, you know, Tom Bosley and and Sherman Helmsley, it's like yeah. it's just like an hour of feel good, you know, it's feel good action of, comedy. Yeah, and yeah. I, I don't remember if we had a third show for that night. I don't remember, but um, but I mean, those two are are plenty. I think you know, yeah. and I think you know, I think I think TV nowadays could use these kind of feel good dramas that you know yeah. were, were popular in the nineties. That's You're true. Talking, I mean, yeah, yeah it's either like a stupid comedy, like a Tim Allen thing, or it's a, a serious drama, which, you know, could be very well done, but it doesn't fit what we're talking about now. You know, it's one or the other. Or could, this could be on syndication, but I feel like CBS could work, you know. Either one. I, I feel like this could work either one, or maybe both. You know, it starts off in, on CBS and goes to syndication. Well, it has to get 100 episodes, right? And it'll be on syndication. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's the number I always thought it was 88 oh 88 okay. I could be wrong that's the number I remember yeah that could be because that's one of the things I know my, my wife and I watch a lot of old TV shows like we'll watch something like Alice and it's mm. like or, or like Happy Days what you're just talking about and it's like why did these shows make it so long like because they they were you know like as we talk, we joke about with Happy Days where they jump the shark it's like you know why are they still holding on when, when you know all their ideas were done but it's because they want to get in the syndication so they, they would push it like however many extra seasons they could just to get to that syndication level that that is true and but also on top of that there were a lot less options back then right. so, that's all we had you know had so, Alice or, why not keep a show on the air like five seasons past its prime what else are you gonna <laughs> where else are you gonna <laughs> go you got, you know? what else you got well how long was mama's family on <laughs> that's a great question that was, i can that look that, that up if you guys that was syndicated i think that was like uh, i've got imdb up i'm kind of curious oh. Oh, okay, okay. so you could talk amongst yourselves but yeah uh, yeah you could uh answer that but so while I, matt looks that up ty do you have anything else about marky and marky no no that was it hopefully i, I kind of screwed up some of the plot descriptions but i mean i was reading it so quickly so it's well no i mean i get what you're saying they sounded yeah. pretty good to me and i i do have a we were talking about Nash Bridges, and then I have a really good segue. So whenever you're ready, Matt, with uh, your yeah. mama's family. No, it, it looks like mama's family was only um, – it looks like seven years maybe. Um, but, <laughs> wow. Yeah, 130 goodness. episodes. 130 oh, my episodes. God. So oh, my goodness. Whatever the number is that we're thinking of, it started in 1983, which I didn't realize it started oh, that. that far in the past. Um, and so um, – and then, yeah, then it, it just sort of um, kind of just – chugged along i'm the one episode that they're talking about like the top rated one is a one from season two episode five called rasho mama which is based off of the uh of rashomon where like so we're going into like kurosawa for for ideas on, on absolutely amazing yeah. you missed the best episode ever it's like yeah mama's feeling i ain't your mama here it's like i this didn't really happen but is how it really happened right exactly <laughs> that's what they're talking about yeah like, goodness I, I, my mom used to like this show and I, I never got it. It was like, it would be on like Saturday nights, I think when I was younger and I couldn't really go anywhere, you know, you know, that, that age when you were, when you were like, kind of, you know, you could just like leave the house when, you know, and, and it would be on and it just like had this weird feel of like, why is this on on a Saturday night? Like, why am I, you know, why am I watching this? You gotta go why, to the yeah. mall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I can see that. And people thought mama's family was so low brow. They're, they're, they're quoting Kurosawa, you know? 
<laughs> maybe it's better than you might think. Maybe this is a classic comedy of old. It says it won a primetime Emmy, which I don't know how many shows win primetime Emmys, but <laughs> there were less options back then. Right. But, um, but that episode won a primetime Emmy or just the show in general? The show in general won a oh, primetime okay. Emmy. Um, not Rational Mama? No, not that one. I'm saying that out loud. It, it actually won for costume design in 84. That's what it won for. So it didn't not even win wig for design. Like, yeah, I guess because, you know, they, they made her look like an old lady really well. I guess. <laughs> I guess that's not easy to do. But that does kind of make sense. It was on Saturdays, though, because wasn't the Golden Girls on Saturdays? Yeah. yeah. So maybe they were trying to get some of that Golden Girls market. Even well, though this predates the Golden Girls. Though, right? yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. No, OK. Well, because then there's designing women. Meshach Taylor. Right. <laughs> well, what's that? We got to see this. Del- there's a Delta Burke movie that Brett and I want to see. It's called Maternal Instincts. I've heard right. of that. Is it a yeah, TV movie? the TV movie. Yeah, and it's a little tricky to find, but she's like a psycho who wants who, she wants to be a mom, but her bi- biological clock is ticking. So and then she goes crazy. And she, and she's just, I really, really want to see this. So if yeah. anyone out there can find this movie, let us know because it's hard to find, and it could be a classic in the making. Yeah. I think I remember this. This looks very familiar. It was it was like on. on oh, they're showing the the USA. Um, TV guide ad for it. If you go to the, the IMDb page, mm-hmm. it has the you know USA Pictures original ad with like you know like the woman, the pregnant woman sitting in the in the rocking chair, and then Delta mm-hmm. Burke kind of looking. Yeah, yeah. And Delta Burke. I remember. Oh, go, go, this would this would make sense because this was like it, mature, it was nineteen ninety six. So this is like prime like USA. Yeah, we need viewing time. So yeah. I mean, I'm sure there were probably tons of commercials for this during USA up all night. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a prime time for these psycho movies like Hand That Rocks the Cradle, um, Fear, or The Crush. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's perfect. And it, I know this is hard to remember, but I believe back at that time, Delta Burke was kind of in the news a lot, like in the tabloids. Yeah. Is it because um, it's a weight thing? Well, there was that. And also, you know, from what I remember about this, I was pretty young, but I remember always hearing that name Delta Burke's doing this, Delta Burke's doing that. Because. <laughs> And if, I know it seems amazing by today's standards, but it, it, I think she had a reputation of being difficult and oh, yelling at okay. people. Um, I don't know if it's true. Delta, let us know. But uh, <laughs> um, I, I think that was her kind of like reputation. So you go to the grocery store and you'd see, you know, the Weekly World News and the Globe or whatever, <laughs> the Acquirer. And they would say like Delta Burke throws a tantrum. Uh, um, kind of like what they do with the Shannon Doherty during the right, uh, 2 right. and 0 so, years. So wait, it's <laughs> just when you say I think it's like Bat Boy Lives. <laughs> right, because she was fired in 1986. Um, she was fired from uh, uh, designing women. Um, I, did, I had forgotten that. And also, I remember like Gerald McRaney, there were all these issues, but I, I, they're still married. So oh, okay. um, maybe that stuff was true, those tabloid things about them. Yeah, you know, maybe. I mean, but what a power couple. You know, Delta Burke and McRaney, that's that's pretty good, good stuff. Major, weren't they on the, were they on the same night, too? Was it Designing Women and the Major Dad? Oh. The night. <laughs> Well, at least they weren't in competition with each other, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Major Dad, the quality program. I've only seen the first season, but it was pretty good for a sitcom. Yeah. Because I think you, you kind of care for a Major Dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's a good uh, semi-segue, which is you were talking about Nash Bridges. And uh, <laughs> I've been watching Nash Bridges. It's a complete series. It's taking a long time. But they, Don Johnson, do you remember this, Matt, where Don Johnson says Bubba a lot? It's like, yes. okay, Bubba. <laughs> <laughs> it's like his catchphrase of what he calls people, right? He calls that. 
And so I counted the Bubba's. I've been counting the Bubba as an episode. <laughs> and this is my life now. Um, <laughs> he said five Bubba's in one episode. Like, wow, that's a lot of Bubba's. It's like, so on your Bubba count, is yeah. the five is five Bubba's the most yeah. Bubba's so far? Yes. Or has he has exceeded most five? So far. No, he has five is the highest. And th- then Cheech said Bubba too. So I'm, I'm counting that. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so, so it's four Don Johnson Bubba's, and, one, and one Cheech Bubba. One Cheech Bubba, yeah. <laughs> now, do you think it's possible to exceed that and make it go to six or more Bubba's? All right, I'm going to uh, – yes, there well, is a I'm chance. I'm looking for your prediction. Do you think that's I, possible? I think six or seven Bubba's is, is going to be predicted. Yeah. Oh, okay, because maybe that's like what fans came to expect. You know, like you were talking about the Saw movies and they where the fans just seemed – you know, on these comment cards, they just wanted more traps. Yeah, Maybe like they asked Nash Bridges fans and they just want more Bubba's. It's like it's, you build up a tolerance. I have. Yeah, I've been getting annoyed. I was annoyed by it, but now I'm used to it. <laughs> well, no, I just mean one Bubba's just not enough. Yeah, you know, fine. you feel unsatisfied unless now you're up. It's like a heroin addiction. You just need more that, and more Bubba's. Is that what you uh, remember, Matt? Well, I'm wondering, too, because Nash Bridges came out, like, right around the time that email was first becoming a thing. So it's possible that, like, people were they, – they weren't used to handling email. And they, so it was like, wow, you know, you got 10 emails telling us to say more Bubba's. That's a lot. Because yeah, I mean, they're probably thinking in terms of, like, like equating it to letters where, you know, like letters – you know, somebody takes the, the, the time to write a letter and send it. That's a big deal where, you know, an email you could fire off 10 in the same night. And um, I wonder if maybe they didn't understand how email worked and at that, or they weren't used to the, the volume. And so they were just like, we got to keep we got to keep up with the bubba's here if we're gonna keep you know <laughs> like, that was a friday night show too i think yeah. right so yeah i mean you know it's hard to i mean of course where i grew up you know that was competing with with renegade and, and street justice so um that's a tough night to, to get people to watch on a friday <laughs> so, night like that to say bubba a lot <laughs> exactly. well yeah exactly they had to pull out all the stops to compete right. you know that's that's what they were doing I just watch the one with uh matthew lillard um a young matthew lillard right <laughs> And then I was looking at Matthew Lillard's quote about the, being on the show. I was like, yeah, Don Johnson kind of, uh, you know, <laughs> he kind of gave up after season two. It's just like, it's like, what am I doing with my life? That's what he, Don Johnson said to Matt Lillard. But, <laughs> well, yeah, like, wow. The show managed sad. five seasons. And, and it was after six season two that he was already, or six, you're right, six yeah. seasons. Wow. Um and he was already done. Cause I, I remember the, the first uh, season of that show. I watched it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I was excited to see Don Johnson and something else. And then I think it does kind of run out of steam by season it does. two. And it does. I've been watching it. I'm almost I'm almost on season three. So, but he he does a good job hiding his contempt for now. <laughs> um, well, I'm hoping at a certain point he doesn't, and then it's out, out in the open. Because to me, that's a lot better, like uh, Burt Reynolds style. Yeah. Or you just kind of just. <laughs> He doesn't care who knows it. But, man, this could be an example of, you know, even though it ran out of steam by the second season, they're just doing that push for syndication. Oh, yeah, and that's yeah. why there's six seasons. I can't I can't wait to keep watching. I'll see if he checks out. You know, he looks like so far he's not too checked out, but he's hiding it well. It's well, like, he's an actor. I mean, his whole job is to, to hide, <laughs> and hide your hiding. contempt. <laughs> like I said, he's probably being paid millions of dollars. I mean, come on, suck it up. Well, see, there's also there's all sorts of Nash Bridges trivia because <laughs> – because there's a thing online that says Nash, Don Johnson demanded that every character talk about Nash Bridges when he's not on screen. <laughs> oh, like Poochie? It's yeah, just Poochie, like Poochie yeah. on Simpsons? Yeah. I wonder if, like, if that's where that joke came from about Poochie, saying they always have to mention Poochie. I wonder if yeah. that's, that's the origin of that. Maybe, because it's really funny if that's true. And it is kind of true. It's like when, they, when Nash Bridges is on screen, like, what's Nash up to? It's just like... <laughs> 
no, but no, Nash Bridges begat martial law, right? I mean, that's kind of like. Yes. Yeah, I haven't watched that yet either, but I hear Samuel Hung says like no dialogue because he can't say English. He can't speak English too well. <laughs> say English too well. <laughs> I'm like you. I'm like you. I can say English very well. <laughs> yeah, because I think Kelly Hu's character, Inspector Michelle Chan, I think that that comes from uh, from Nash Bridges. I think that's where she got her start or where that character got its start. Um, but that's his, a segue. Well, well okay. think about she's saying, Bob, I have a segue to the next uh, subject or no subject. Okay. Really. That's what he's talking about, Nash. I'm more than happy to keep going. Uh, I've got nothing on Nash. I've never even seen the show. So <laughs> I've Nashed out. I, 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 nashed nashed out. <laughs> I, I recommend, I think the first season is kind of, I'm, I, I, like, you're, I think you're probably closer to it now, Ty, because you've been watching again, but it sounds like my, my sense of it is right, right? That kind of, it, 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 it didn't know what to do with that second season. And it kind of, yes, it, it, it's, it's very ridiculous. It's like, there's a part where like Cheech Marin's like on a rocket for a second. And it's like, <laughs> like, like, why, why? And then, <laughs> Kelly who is not the same character it's not the same character in martial law than it was in, in, in Nash. Nash Bridges so she's oh, okay. like somebody else completely different so I just to, in case somebody emails and corrects you know <laughs> hey you guys got that wrong I'll, I'll <laughs> all right well thank you for correcting that right? I mean if they're at it if this is what they're, if they're putting you know teach Marin on a rocket in season two what the heck are they going to be doing in <laughs> season like six a, I don't know yet maybe they'll have jetpacks or something like that <laughs> well let's hope well, I remember the one episode they did, and I don't know what season this one was in, but I think it was almost kind of like where they were not not quite jumping the shark, but they were kind of scrapping. They were, they, were, they were struggling for ideas where they had an episode where there was um, Tommy Chong and um, oh, I can't think of his name. The guy who played uh, um, uh, who played his partner on Miami Vice. I can't even think of Tubbs. Oh, um, Michael like, Thomas. Oh, yeah. Michael Thomas. Yeah, I think there's an episode where the two of them come in or are, are, are like guests. Yeah. I think so. Uh, and hilarity ensues. Well, because that is the perfect segue into the next uh, thing that we thought of, Matt, which was uh, Down in Smoke. <laughs> it's Tom Chong and Cheech Lin Marin. And yeah. they, they, they kick their addiction to pot and take out the dealers. So, okay. All right. I, I Dave's can... not here, man, makes an appearance. Like, you see him. Oh, you finally see him? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, who would play Dave? Well, I... I uh, I don't know yet, but just, unless you want to figure someone quick, but he would be like an older guy. Well, maybe it could be Tom, Tommy Chong in like a in makeup or something. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, well, like Cheech did in in uh, Cheech and Chong's next movie, right, where he played his cousin Red, um, <laughs> and they go on like that romp where they they meet. Um, oh, was it that that actress's name? The one who played uh, who was in um, like uh, the Breakfast Club and and those kinds of movies. Um, oh. I think she played Mrs. Poole on. Uh, Oh, oh, Edie McClurg. Edie McClurg. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they they they, they get her high and um in 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 uh, Cheech and Chong's next movie, yeah, it's a whole kind of romp thing that happens in uh um throughout uh L.A. where and then like actually you know Cheech Marin's care you know his his normal character is like waiting to go on a date and he ends up like she comes really late and then he 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 misses her when she shows up and uh he ends up spending the night by himself whereas um. Yeah, Cheech, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Chong and his cousin are out there. Cheech's cousin are out there causing all this trouble. Yeah. Um, so I, would you watch this serious Cheech and Chong movie? This would be a serious one. So this is down in smoke. Is it's a smoking gun, not a smoking yeah. pot or whatever. So it's like, well, I mean, it would show they have range. Yeah. And then Tom Chong, you know, he shaves off his beard a little bit. And he, 
<laughs> and he probably wears sunglasses and yeah. um, maybe has a leather jacket. Yes. So yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah. And doesn't Cheech shoot people in machete? He does. And he oh, yeah. kind of shoots people in Nash Bridges somewhat. So he, he totally beat up this like prison guard in this last episode I watched of Nash. <laughs> so, I mean, Cheech has somewhat of an action pedigree. I don't yeah. know about Chong, but Cheech yeah. does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I see the cover too, like, would just be like yeah. two of them with like these very serious faces, kind of like yeah. Mer, like kind of like blend, you know, like like how they do it, where it's like kind of one, there's like half of one face and kind of face. Yeah, yeah, I know there's, 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 kind of there's, right. there's a gun in the middle, right? Right, maybe yeah, that would be perfect, like a gun in yeah. the middle, and it's like yeah, and like yeah, maybe like Tommy Chong's like looking serious off in one direction, and maybe Cheech is looking angry or something yeah. on his side, looking in the other direction, but but something that shows that this is not your 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 normal <laughs> Cheech and Chong romp no. kind of film. Right, like but I like the idea of like the smoking gun, so it'd be like visually like a play on what they used to be. So it may like the guns are level to their mouths, so it's like, yeah. but they're facing out, so it's like they're not smoking pot. They're they're holding their guns, so yeah. like the audience knows that's what they're doing now instead. You know exactly. And then I could totally see the the ending where he, he, they take down all the drug dealers like in this like apartment building. We kind of like the raid or something. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. They both have machine guns and all the drugs. They're like, oh, no. well, I, I can't do judding on a podcast where they're all just getting killed. And then uh, they both jump out of a window while before it explodes. Uh, Cheeky yeah. Chong. Right. We kind of like that scene. Uh, I think it was the first season of True Detective. Remember, there's like this raid on this like apartment complex. Remember that? I'm trying to remember that. Uh, it's in True Detective. I, 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 was that in season sure it's the two, first no, when that's the one where it's like the gunfight in an alley. It could be like oh, that okay. too. But no, the, I think it's the first season. Um, that's at night, and they go to this like one-story apartment complex, and there's sort mm-hmm. of like this raid. It, that's kind of what I'm thinking for yeah, that. But, uh, this is gonna be a real um, gritty movie. I totally see. It's, I totally see renting with a blockbuster when there's <laughs> like, hey guys, want to rent down and smoke? <laughs> and it wouldn't be produced by Two Left Shoes. Yes, yes, Two Left Shoes. <laughs> Yeah, third row just, center film what i think of like the old video store days for us that was one of the things like we used to love you know cheech and chong movies like that was a big deal like oh you gotta get that you know let's let's watch a cheech and chong movie so like if we had seen that in the video store <laughs> we would just grab that immediately then it would have been like this we probably would have hated it and we probably would have been like talking about how horrible it is and all this stuff and it probably would have been like one of the first things i reviewed when i did my site was <laughs> down, down well that's the thing is it would be different from what the fans expect you know it would it's, i can see why the, the the diehard cheech and chong fans might not like it but they do have a kind of a built-in audience like like you said if you saw that on the shelf you probably just rent it you know yeah so and you can see that yeah yeah two love shoe films produces it maybe pm also oh about pm okay then it would have some real firepower behind it they would have to have like a car that flips over in the middle of the street but in the twist they're in the car so it's just like whoa yeah, but they can't die. They can't die. No, no, no. But they would do like, like some sort of cool stunt. Well, yeah, when the car flips and then it just like lands on its wheels and keeps driving. Exactly, exactly. So. And then one of them could have a quip like, uh, I meant to do that or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. It's, talk about putting pedal to the metal. Yeah, it'd be something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, maybe like, like their heart rate is up and it's like, oh, man, what can I do to calm down? Like there's so many things. You know what? I'm just going to sit and get in the hot tub or I'm going to listen yeah. to some Bach or something, you know, like, like, it's yeah. of like right. Right. You think they're going to say one thing. <laughs> they, just, they, say another. they just, they just, they cut to a hot tub that they have in their apartment yeah. or something. 
Maybe that's like the joke throughout the, the the movie is that like they get into these like situations where they're completely nervous and yeah. you know like you know their heart rate gets elevated. And it's like what can we do to settle down? Oh, there's got to be something we can do, and it's like yeah. always something other than smoking weed. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, it's like always confounding the audience. It would almost be like um like the opposite of Crank. Right. Like yeah. In other words, they they have to keep their heart rate low. <laughs> Oh, that would be hilarious. Dude, that'd like, be great. That's another whole other plot. That could be the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it could be, um, the, you know, uh, what, yeah, what would you call it? Too movie? high voltage. Oh, yeah, I said low voltage. Low yeah, voltage. Yeah. yeah, how low can you go? Down yeah, low, that'd be the tagline, not the poster. Yeah, how low can you go? Perfect. <laughs> and then there obviously has to be a scene of them in some sort of limbo competition. Just, uh... <laughs> they have Hawaiian shirts, which they love. They have Hawaiian right? shirts. Because they, they track the main drug dealer to a. A limbo party, which I'm sure would definitely happen. The tiki bar. Yeah. drug dealer also likes Hawaiian shirts. Michael Madsen. So it's like, oh, you think he'd be good as the main baddie? I mean, ben, I guess he loves Hawaiian shirts. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Ah, yeah. uh, where's the shooting John characters? Ah, uh, they're, they're, they're always on my case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'd have to get like one location that Michael Madsen can shoot in the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So like like the warehouse or something like he's just always in the warehouse where all the yeah. drugs are. And you might see them in the same shot if you're lucky. If you can get Michael Madsen for one more day. Right. <laughs> for just oh. one more day. <laughs> well, if I was directing the movie, I'd make sure Michael Madsen was would be you know working for his money. He'd be in multiple locations doing stuff ah, like he I used don't to. Do that, Brad. That's ah. what I would have him do. Do you know how much money that costs to get me to do a location? <laughs> I don't work for well, free. It's $1,000 a foot move for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, what they do back when they shot, in, I don't know, like Executive Target or something? They must have... Well, they must have paid that, a lot of money to yeah. do more work. <laughs> but then he was in Redline. You ever see that one, Matt? I No, that's what I've been meaning to see. I, I think I saw that you guys reviewed it, and um, and I've been meaning to check that one out. I mean, you have to wait over an hour to see Mike Madsen, but it's... <laughs> It's, and well, Corey Feldman has more screen time. <laughs> it's not good. Um, so make it's of that what you will. Well, <laughs> a certain person is in this movie, Chuck Zito, and his best. Oh, oh and, and this, what, this is one of Chuck Zito's best. Yeah. You know, <laughs> if you like Chuck Zito, his line readings and deliveries are gold. They're gold. They are cinematic gold. He should have won an Oscar. I'm not kidding. <laughs> You gotta watch just for Chuck Zito. Yeah, watch it just for Chuck Zito. But, but the cast is amazing. I mean, it's Chuck Zito, Michael Madsen, Corey Feldman, Jan um, Michael Vincent. Yeah, Jan Michael Vincent and, um, and Julie Strain. Wow, yeah, Robert Julie Strain stars and, in it too. Julie Strain's yeah. in it. This is ridiculous. I, I, how I need to find a way to Don get this. Don Deluise. And Tom Deluise. Yeah. How have you missed this all these years? Yeah, and Chad McQueen. You know, oh, Chad McQueen. Oh my God. This was one of those saved cue movies that I just yeah. never got sent to me. So, yeah, I'm going to have to go dig this one up because, yeah, this is amazing. Um, wow. Yeah, I saw Chuck Zito in something recently. He was in that. He was in that. that um, oh, Female the, Fight Squad, right? Yes. I keep getting that name wrong, so I'm glad you said it because I yeah. keep calling it like Female Fight Club, Lady yeah. Fight Squad. I, can't, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it was originally called Female Fight Club, right? But they just they they decided it. to change it. Yeah. Oh, I wonder like, why. There's no fight squad because the fight squad is like only a small piece of the actual. Yeah, it's like movie. maybe five minutes of it. You know? Yeah, but it does have some yeah, Chuck Zito in it. Yeah, he was good. He was like the mentor. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure when we're gonna post that. We didn't post that one yet, right? No, I don't I, think so. No. 
So. But we will someday. And, you know, and, uh, <laughs> and we, we can, it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that was our number six. That was our 60th Dolph movie. Oh my wow, that's that amazing. On the site. <laughs> he's not in it that much. I wish he was in it a little bit more. Plus, uh, the ending of the movie looked a little, let's say, green screeny. <laughs> it was very. Uh, yes, I guess they were not going to shoot on location in Africa. So they, no, they're not. They're oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. now I, I remember what you're talking about. Maybe so. they could have hit that just a little bit better, or not. <laughs> I mean, they probably could have found a field that was real that. Yeah, could have doubled for Africa. I'm not sure why they needed to do that, but hey, <laughs> all part of the fun. I think. Let me see if I have anything more. Um, oh, I don't. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> well, that was enough stuff. Oh, it was plenty. It's you know. Um, we also had that idea too from the oh. last uh, episode, or when you guys oh. were on my episode about the idea of somebody going a kid. In, in the modern in modern times, going back in time to the early '90s. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Watch Street Justice and uh and, and Renegade <laughs> on a Friday night, and then he he gets kind of bogged down with all of the 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 differences between those two times. Like he you know he can't manage like using the phone properly or like the the phone book or or you know um, paying for things with cash maybe could be another one or you know yeah using a payphone well, like all those would, kinds of things. It would to, be what just, a, that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just just to be able to see Renegade and Street Justice on a Friday. Just, yeah, that's how, yeah. <laughs> what would we call it? A kid in King Arthur's mall, uh, food court. Right. Oh. <laughs> wow. Right. Yeah. yeah like, he's like shocked that the mall is so packed, right? He goes to the mall and he's like, it's like jam packed on a Friday. And he's thinking like, oh, I'll go in the mall. I'll have plenty of time to go get what I got to get. And then he gets in there yeah. and it's just jam packed full it's of people. Jam packed like, with '90s kids. Right. And he's <laughs> trying to figure out why. Like, if there's certain some certain event, it's like, no, there's no event. This is how it was. This is how it was in 1996 or 95, maybe. It's like, what, how are all these places occupied? Like, I'm used to like maybe like every third place has, you know, is, is occupied. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it turns how far back you go. I mean, if you go back to the late 80s, maybe Tiffany would be doing a concert in the mall. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'd be great. It's like... <laughs> Didn't Justin Bieber do concerts in malls too when he was first? Uh, that's how you start up. That's how you start. You do yeah. the concert in the mall. Now, I, I believe Crisscross did as well. Now I'm assuming they have other songs besides Jump. But hmm. I don't. I you assumed wrong. Yeah, they have oh, a Sprite okay. commercial song. Remember that one? Make you want to. <laughs> what? Make you want to have Sprite? Yeah. What's your what's what, what what's that in your hand? It's a S to the P R I T E can. Everything after that part, but I just remember that. Like, oh, that's Yo, clever. Chris, what's that in your hand? It's an S to the P R I T E can. <laughs> that's all I remember. Um, that's a great. <laughs> that's all you need to remember. Yeah, yeah that's a great. <laughs> we should probably stop there. I mean, we should just do the plugs. <laughs> well, you did. Wait, did you want to talk about the food court or something, Matt? Is this... Well, that was a kind of a joke we were having. Like, if, if we yeah. ran out of topics, that we we could always go to like mall food court topics. But I, I was <laughs> I was telling Ty how I went back to my old hometown um, food court in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, at the Fox Run Mall, and I think the only thing that opened was still like was like the Japanese restaurant that had always been there, and I think. There's maybe maybe like a Chinese food place or an Indian restaurant, and then like everything else was gone. There was no no chains there. It was like no no Taco Bell or um, McDonald's. I don't even think there was an Orange Julius. I think. Just, Whoa, no no Julius. That's like a mall staple. I thought. <laughs> yeah, it, it was weird walking. I, I I I've been meaning to check out some of the malls here in in Philadelphia. Um, I did go to one that's out in this area called Springfield when we used to live near there. And that was another place that was kind of like it was like verging on that dead mall status. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was weird, you know, because, you, you you know, you grow up with the idea that the mall is like the center of everything. And to be just like walking through it and there's just like 
you know, only a few of the staples that I remembered being there. Um, you know, the anchors are starting to close. It was a, it was an interesting thing. I mean, that could be. I mean, that idea of the person going back in time and seeing what a mall used to be is is, is fascinating. I mean, that could be a movie unto itself. You know, you know, the street justice angle aside, maybe they could be like the magical mall or something. I don't know. <laughs> the magical mall. I well, like maybe it's a bit childish, but. Yeah. Um, like that's yeah, Magic in the Water was that Steve Gutenberg, like a, a special kind of uh, what was that dolphin or something? Or what was it? What was that? Was that a dolphin? I, like, I don't know. Might have been some water? sort of I really manatee. I, I was don't a know. manatee. Okay. Well, I don't know. That, that was after my time. I don't know about that. I've never seen it. I mean, there, I got a mix up of Zeus and Roxanne. I don't know. <laughs> and Andre. And Andre. Yeah, well, Andre wasn't bad. You know. Or Monkey Trouble, you know. Or Bingo. Or Bingo, mm-hmm. or Dustin checks in, or there's all day. <laughs> Ed. Ed. Yeah. See, he checks in because he's in a hotel. Was it? Is right. it the one? Yeah. Is it Magic in the Waters? The one with um Mark Harmon and Josh oh, Harmon. Jackson. Okay. And yeah, it's like it's a, a legendary. It's like a, a mythical creature. It's not even oh, like okay. a. Yeah, um, it's not like a magical man as well. Um, but yeah, Joshua Jackson. I don't know how old he would have been. This was uh. Probably pretty young. Time. Yeah, so it looks like he's a teen. I mean, he's got big, big mop of hair. And yeah, <laughs> so I've never seen it, but maybe I should watch it now. I, yeah, I mean, it, I, I didn't, I didn't even remember this. Um, and uh, it, it's one of those deals where they don't have the poster on um on IMDb. It's just <laughs> well, they like some, or they or they or they don't have the um the box art on the on the on the IMDb. It's somebody's poster, and you can see the creases <laughs> where it was folded. <laughs> that's like the uh, best. That's they not have good. I, that's, <laughs> you can't get the own poster, huh? Exactly. They're the proud owner of the Magic in the Water poster. I mean, I think they're probably just very proud. Oh, well, wouldn't we all be? Yes. <laughs> right. Well, because right, IMDb, right, don't they crowdsource these things? So it's like, like I always get my covers from IMDb, but I think there a lot of times there's somebody else's covers or mm. images that, like, because I know I've seen images from my movies, but, you know, images from my reviews that I've, I've you know, screen get grabs that I yeah, put in. Same. Yeah, yeah, you see them, they show up on the IMDb. Yeah, I see them on Letterbox sometimes too. Yeah. Yeah. So I well, think there's that, probably only so much of a pool that you know these things are drawn from. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, is that it? I guess. <laughs> I guess that's it. <laughs> wow. Well, right, well, that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. Hopefully, you had a good time, this uh, Matt. I mean, yeah. we'll definitely do this again. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Now I'm like curious about Steve Gutenberg. You got me curious. Like, yeah, <laughs> I did he do it? Roxanne. I, I'm convinced he's in. A, I think the dog movie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There it is, Zeus and Roxanne. Yeah. yeah. From 2005. Um. Oh wait, no. But that, that's not true. Yeah. Right? Well, you ever have? Do you ever have that happen when you're scrolling and then you go to click on and suddenly for some reason it just scrolls again? It. And it's like kind of like a phantom scroller. It just like you know I don't know <laughs> what that is, but but well, yeah. That's a movie. Uh, we're in the, it's a ninja movie called Phantom Scroll. Yeah. <laughs> that's not, yeah. I probably will buy it soon on eBay. <laughs> a, a touching friendship between a dog and a dolphin. Um, right, that was it. It was about a dolphin. Okay. Yeah, and Arnold Vosloo was in it. Oh, which, um, is he the bad guy? Yeah, I, always, I know. I was gonna say. I, yeah. Um, he's in one of my favorite PM film films. Um, the one with uh, it's a um, uh, Wings Hauser one. And of course, it's great that it's one of my favorites, and I can't think of the name of it. Is right it Living now. to Die? No. Or is it Art of Dying? Revenger. No, not 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 hard. To, maybe it is living to die. Maybe you're right. Maybe it yeah, is Winkhauser and uh, Asher Browner. Right. I think I think Vazo is in that living to die. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, Living to Die. There it is. Because I think I think um, Wings directed it. Yes, it's, it's yeah. a Wings directed. It's one that takes place in in, in Las Las Vegas. It's kind of it's yeah. an early PM, nineteen ninety. So. I remember, I remember watching that one. Yeah, it's it's silly funny. He's always on his motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny. Uh, go to the external reviews. It's just, uh, uh, we we reviewed it, right? Yeah. So it's a, so it's come up. It's direct to video, and then um, somebody from Germany. Um, yeah, um, it's like yeah. movie boxing or something. It's always movie boxing. This one here is <laughs> remember it for later. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> Oliver Nudig, and then TV Guide reviewed it. So it's, oh, TV um, Guide. Well. Yeah, so it's us at TV Guide and and uh, and Oliver from German, and that's it. <laughs> so it's, we're all in good company there. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we're better than TV Guide. It's like, <laughs> How dare you? I always you? love seeing either TV Guide or like like I always like seeing one of the the big names like for for some of these movies because it's just like there's always that sense like when they're reviewing it that like. They don't get it the way we get it, um, right? But it's always kind of funny to hear how you know them trying to you know like them trying to get it, <laughs> right? Like getting it the way they get it and and missing the things that we like. Like you know when they say like something is really bad and it's like that's something I love about this yeah. movie. <laughs> you know, like, well, I, I think that's why there's a fan community and people listen to podcasts like this because they want to hear our perspective and not the. I guess you'd call it the uninformed or maybe even the corporate perspective. It's more the fan perspective. It's, yeah, it's all about the fans. Yeah. I guess we can, yeah. we can let you go in a minute. I mean, we'll sh- we'll shoot us some plugs. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, the, 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 the usual dtvconnoisseur.blogspot.com, that's where you can really find everything. Um, I am on um, Twitter at dtvconnoisseur, and then I think it's um, dtvconnoisseur on on. Instagram as well. Um, for books, um, I just put a new novel, uh, Girl in a Gun. Um, and so that's my second novel after Chad and Accounting. One of the things about that one is you probably have to go to my author page. Um, oh, okay. At- because um, if you type in a girl in a gun by itself, it's just a whole bunch of like uh, <laughs> like collections of bad action movies with female um, protagonists. And it's like so, love in a forty-five. <laughs> exactly, just like like ten movies about women shooting people, you know. And and there those you know those ten DVD sets that they used. To, like, yeah. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, it's like all a time. ton of those. So I, I I probably should have thought of that when I made the name for the movie that it was going to be something that like everything else. Because <laughs> the other one, Chad and Accounting, it's really you know you type in Chad and Accounting and it just pops right up. So. Um, yeah, I'm gonna. Have to well, I know that for your third book. Right. Yeah. Well, my third book is gonna be called uh, Holtman Arms, which I don't. I can't imagine there's anything called Holtman Arms in there. But maybe I shouldn't be telling people what it's gonna be called because suddenly there'll be like 30 movies that come out and be like, <laughs> just jam it right down the bottom or something. Um, but yeah, that's the, those are the plugs. So yeah, pretty oh, much nice. everything you can find is on the on the website. That's pretty good. Okay. So that's, yeah. Then uh, I guess we'll do the usual plugs here. Uh, see our podcast at yahoo.com, right, Brett? Yes, that's the email address. Yeah. Uh, comeupinterviews.net is the website, and then that's also the same on Facebook. And then Ty Come Up, it's on Twitter, Ty Action Rocks on Instagram. So, All right. Well, then, right thank you. Thanks thank for coming out for... for the 50th episode. Yeah, those was a lot of fun. Yeah. I think these, these these no subjects are always a lot of fun because we just don't know where, <laughs> where we're going to go with them. Yeah, from Joey well, Greco to Susan Roxanne. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's where it ended up, as, as it always would uh, have. Uh, so the... Um, uh, I'm sure you guys will come up with more, yeah. you know, subjects, if you want to call them that, even though there's no subject, over the next couple of months. And if, once you have enough, we'll do another one of these episodes. Sure. Perfect. Sounds great. So I guess I guess that's it for the episode. Uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, and thanks for the Comeuppance Warriors. Yes. Thank you. And uh, this is uh, Comeuppance Review signing off. <laughs> so, bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.
Um, Wouldn't Jeff Bizard be a bit better? <laughs> yeah, sure. That's good. Sure. 